0: Hey guys, Jeremiah Richards, Mountain Man Survival. How y'all doing today? So I've got some exciting things going on. We are getting ready to launch our 2021 Mountain Man Survival School. And I've been trying to put together some stuff for it. And I've been kind of struggling with it. Um, The things I've been struggling with is, you know, I have my gear, you know, my possibles bag and all that gear that's inside there. You know, I have my packs, I have, you know, my axes, I have all this stuff that I like to use, but I mean, I've I've spent time, a lot of time and a lot of money, you know, buying different gear, trying different gear out, that kind of stuff, and when it all comes down to it, you know, if I was going to just go out and buy everything that I have right now. I probably wouldn't because it would just be too much money. It would cost way too much money. And so, you know, at my mountain man school, I want to be able to tell people, you know, here's some different options for you. You know, here's this setup right here and it costs this much money and Here's this setup here and it costs this much money. And, you know, then here's the setup that I have and it costs this much money, you know, and just have some stuff put together for people so that they don't have to run around and, and try to find where to buy everything, you know? And so I've been looking for axes. My, my goal lately is being able to to find axes and, you know, so I want an ax I carry uh Grant's First Brooks axe. I can never pronounce that name. But anyways, it is a hand forged axe and dude, the, the there is nothing better on the market as far as I'm concerned. That is by far the most top of the line axe there is for for anything, you know? And uh, trust me, I've been shopping around. I have spent the last four weeks, just every time I go out to a store that, you know, that sells axes or anything, I'm always over there rummaging through their axes, seeing if I could find something that is a little bit more affordable. And the here's a little, here's a little story behind that. Um, I, in my uh, mountain man survival school and that kind of stuff. I also help the youth in my ward by teaching them about this kind of stuff, you know. And it's just a—they gave me a a a rule, a a calling, or a role in the youth program in my ward. And I I, I've been having people come over to my house, and my shop, and my horse pasture. You know, I've talked to you guys about what happened with uh, owning the school of fire building. You know, and the young men, how none of them can get it going. Well, I had the the young women over to my shop, and they needed knives. And I knew that parents weren't going to go out and spend a lot of money on a knife for an 11, 12-year-old girl. Now, my daughter that is 11 years old, she has a really nice bench made, but that's my daughter. I know the value of it. You know, this is what I'm into. So I don't have a problem buying it for them and then teaching them how to use it and take care of it. But most parents don't see the value in that, especially nowadays where things more about, you know, they'll go out and they'll drop seven, $800 on a phone for their kids, but they won't go out and get them a decent pocket knife. You know, it makes no sense to me. But anyways, so um, these young women, I went out and I just found some, I'd say they're just—they're just cheap knives. They—they they literally really are. I think I spent—I got them on sale, and uh, in fact, I got—I got one of them right here. They're still in my shop. It's an old timer. It's just a fixed blade, has a solid tang. It's got about a three-inch blade on it, and they're a little knife, and they fit in the young women's hands pretty good. Now, is it a high-quality steel? No, it is not. But the thing is, is I had to get six knives and I wasn't going to go out and spend 70, 80 bucks per knife per little girl. You know, it just comes out of my pocket. And who knows what the girls are going to do with them. You know, some girls will really appreciate them, but some won't. But anyways, some of the young women leaders, they, uh, they, uh, I was telling them, I'm like, hey, you need a knife. You need a decent knife. And they're like, well, so what do we get? And, you know, one of them asked me if they could bring a kitchen knife. And I'm like, no, you're not bringing a kitchen knife to build fires. You know, you could do it, I guess. But that's, no. That Someone will get hurt. So um, they didn't end up bringing any knives. And so they were using the girls' knives. And the very next day, the funny thing is, is the main leader she calls me up and she says, hey, I'm over at uh, Smith and Edwards looking at this knife. What do you think of this knife? And she was sending me pictures of all these different knives, you know. And I was like, wow. She, she could see the difference between quality and not so quality. So I've been trying to, you know, set up different, different things. Now, those knives that I got the young women, they're, they'll work. You know, the the only difference between their knives and my knife is my knife holds an edge for a very long time. It stays sharp. Theirs is a more softer steel, so in one way, that's a good thing. Um, and the reason why is because they're easy to sharpen. But because they're easy to sharpen, they're easy to dull as well. So it's kind of a, you trade off. You trade one for the other. I mean, the perfect knife is easy to sharpen and holds an edge forever. You know, and there's really no such thing. But you can get a knife that's like on a scale of one to five. It's a three on easiness to sharpen And then on blade retention, on holding that edge, it's about a three there. So it's almost to the top on both. I mean, that's kind of what you're looking for, but just an example. So anyways, so I've been looking for axes and I've been going everywhere, man. I mean, I've been to Harbor Freight. I've been down to... The chainsaw shops, you know, that, that sell like steel and Husqvarna, you know, the name brand chainsaws, you know, you think logging store, axes, logs, right? Well, everything has this, just an enormous freaking head on it. And it's like, why do I want such a heavy ax? You know, if I'm going to be carrying this thing around, I don't want a three pound axe. I don't, you know, I'm not going down to knock down a whole freaking forest. And if I was, I would take my falling axe, my failing axe, you know, not my, you know, backpacking, uh, you know, bushcrafting axe. There is a difference, you know, and people say, well, why don't you just get a hatchet? Well. When I first started buying axes to take with me, my very first axe was a hatchet. It has, a, it has about a 13-inch handle. And I thought, well, this is great. You know, I had a pound and a quarter head on it. You know, it doesn't weigh very much. And I just thought, this is great. You know, this is easy to pack around. But when it come down to using it, my knife could do everything it could do. I mean, Really. I mean, it would chop down a tree a little bit better, but I could chop down a tree with my axe. You know, just take another another log and just smack the back of your knife, and it's actually a little easier than using that axe. So that axe, those little ones are really good for just you know camp, sitting around camp chores, that kind of stuff. But when it comes down to, you know, what you can do with it, you need to have a little bit bigger axe. And so I've been looking all around, and I just haven't found anything. I was actually over at IFA this morning, and uh, Intermountain Farmers Association store. And they have an axe, it is called a true timber, and they call it their uh, boy's axe. And it has a two-pound head. You know, this axe is two pounds, they say. And it's a little bit heavier than my axe. Um, I ended up buying it. This axe was... I picked it up for like... Oh, it was somewhere in the 20s. You know, 20-something odd dollars. I think it was like 28, 29 dollars. So I picked it up. And uh, the whole head was painted. You know, completely black. And then it just had a grind on the edge, you know. So right from the store... This axe sucks. And the reason I say that is because that paint on the axe head, when you chop in, that paint acts like brakes. It stops the head of your axe from going in deep. Well, last time I checked, if I'm, if I'm swinging an axe, I'm trying to cut something in half. I'm not trying to scare it. I'm trying to cut the sucker in half. I want it to go in as deep as I can get it, right? (sighs) Sorry, the doctor, the Dr. Pepper was calling me. It was saying, drink me. So anyway, so I get this axe and the handle uh, looks like they cut it out of a board. Okay, I mean, it looks like it says it's a hickory handle. But if that's hickory, that's the widest hickory I have ever seen. So I I I'm really expecting this handle to break really quick. Um, so I I put the the axe in my vise, and I got my little hand grinder out, and I put a a disc sander on it. You know, it's a sixty grit grinding pad but it's a whole bunch of like sandpaper put together it's a sanding wheel and I took all the paint off both sides of the axe okay so now it's smooth you know it doesn't have that grab to it anymore and then I took some 120 grit sandpaper and I sanded it down some more To get, you know, to try to get those scratches out. Because believe it or not, those scratches, if they're going sideways, they'll catch in the wood too. It's, it's breaks. It's not as bad as the paint. But the perfect, the perfect axe is polished. Like almost to a mere finish. All my axes that I carry, they are polished. And because of that, you have to do maintenance. Holy hell, I have to maintenance my tools heaven forbid. You know, that's why they paint them so that you don't have to maintenance them. You know, you can throw this ax in the back of your truck or in your shed or whatever, and it won't rust away because the metal's painted. Well, I'm sorry. If you want a good quality piece of equipment, you have to maintain it. You have to take care of it. So I ground all that stupid paint off, and then I got out a whetstone and I cleaned up the edge. I I made it sharp. But the thing that I did find, so my axe, it is hands forged, okay? That means they made it by hand. They pounded out the steel, you know, they put in the high carbon steel in the blade, yada, 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 right? I mean, there's a reason why it costs so much. And I believe it is worth every penny, every penny, if not a little bit more. But until you own it and actually use it and put some let's say put some wood behind you, you know it's like walking in a pair of shoes, you know you until you walk you know fifty miles in those shoes, you don't know if that's a good pair of shoes. I bought shoes before, I thought we were gonna be really nice, and they got broke in. Guess what? they sucked. You know, and so that's kind of what you have to do with these axes. With all your tools, you want to use it before you absolutely have to have it, right? So I got this axe, and I think there is, uh, oh man, I I think there's like an eighth of an inch of lacquer down the handle. It's almost like they dipped the handle in plastic. So I'm going to... I'm going to take my sandpaper, and I'm going to clean that completely off. That All that's coming off. I'm going to get it down to the bare wood, and then I'm going to take some linseed oil, and I'm going to wipe all up and down the handle to preserve the handle, you know. I mean, it's going to take some work, but it might turn out to be a decent axe. But what I was telling you about this head, this head is cast iron. You can tell that it's been cast. You can see the little pits in the metal from where it was poured into the mold. You know, they have a mold and they'll just pour the steel into it. And so with that being said, it's a very weak steel. So I will, uh, I'll be amazed if this axe lasts a while. I'm going to do some chopping with it. I'm going to put it through the ringer. You know, I'm actually, think I'm going to throw it in my truck, in my toolbox and uh, I'm going to let my kids beat the hell out of it. But if this axe holds up, um, it, it could be, a, I mean, so far, this is the best alternative to my axe that I found. You know, when you put them side by side, I mean, you can see a huge difference. I mean, just the feel of the handle is absolutely amazing. This one, you know, I said it, it looks like they cut it out of a board. But the sides of the handle are completely flat, and then they've rounded over the edges, you know. But on my axe, it's almost, it's rounded all the way around. You know, it fits in your hand really nice. Um, Down at the bottom is a little bit more narrow than this one. But, you know, I'm probably going to, I'm probably going to do some sanding on down there to try to make it a little bit more comfortable of an axe to hold. But... I'm trying to find I'm trying to find cheaper gear so that people can outfit themselves because something's better than nothing to an extent, you know. You're only as good as your gear is, but I gotta be careful when I say that because it's not all about gear, it's about skill too. But if you don't have if you have the skill but you don't have gear that will last that's just gonna break on you. what's the point in packing the gear? okay, so back to this uh sorry, I kind of jump all over you guys know that by now, so this young woman leader she calls me up about these knives and uh she was looking at a gerber. it was a type of gerber knife, and she she told me you know she sent me a picture of it, and you know i I wasn't even looking at the knife, I was trying to read you know, about the knife, and I looked the knife up and saw what kind of steel it has and all that kind of stuff, and so I call her back, and I says, yeah, that knife will work just fine, and it was like a $70 knife, and I'm like, but if the steel is extremely soft, it's an extremely soft steel, and I go, so that being said, you're going to have to sharpen that axe a ton, I'm not the axe, the knife, sorry. I'm, I'm jumping all over. Just forgive me. So anyways, so she's like, well, that's okay. So I think, I think she bought it. I'm not sure, but I was like, now just think of it this way. I go, if you spend another $30, $40, you'll be into an extremely nice knife. I mean, you can get a really nice knife for 130 hundred and thirty, hundred and forty 140 bucks, up in that price range. You can even get them on sale down around 100 So I'm like, is this something to where you want to, you know wait a few weeks and save up, you know, save up some more shekels and uh, go down and just spend a little bit more money and buy a nicer knife. Or is this what you want? And, and this is what she told me. And it makes perfect sense. She's like this. She goes, if this was going to be my forever knife, she says, I would, I would save up the money and buy a nicer knife. She says, but this knife, unless I'm overworking with you, with my young women, it's going to sit in my glove box of my car. And I went, fair enough. You know, she knows exactly what she's going to do with it. And so, you know, I was like, that's great. And she goes, she goes, and this will let me kind of, she says, it'll kind of let me figure out what I want out of a knife. She's never owned, you know, a full tang knife before. And she said, "This one feels really good in my hand." I was like, "All right, get it. You know, I'm all for you getting it. Just, just know what you're getting." So, I'm really working on trying to figure out gear and put together packages for people, and you know, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get them up on uh, online where people can look at them and that kind of stuff, just to try to help you out. And it's, it's. It's more for the simple fact is when I'm out looking for gear, it kind of frustrates me because I get so pissed off because stuff is such garbage. Dude, they make stuff so freaking garbage. You know, you go down and everybody's like, oh, I got me an East Wing. That axe is the biggest hunk of junk. I mean, I bought into that. I bought one of those years ago. But if you look up the reviews on it, it sucks. It doesn't split. You sink the head of it in that the, the, the nick of the ax is almost completely flat and it sticks way out. So when you're chopping, it just sticks in and it doesn't split anything. And you have to sink that, that ax head like two to three inches in before it starts to separate, to start, you know, chipping stuff out. And so, I still have that axe, and I actually have it in my work truck. And that's the axe that if I'm chopping tree roots, you know, and I'm smacking rocks while I'm chipping, that's the axe I use. I hit it with the grinder, swing it for a little while, get it good and dull, and then I'll freaking hit it with the grinder again and go back to chopping roots again. You know, that's about the only thing it's good for. And It's heavy. It it's a crappy axe. It really is. I think I would rather buy an axe from Harbor Freight than buy that thing. And it was kind of expensive. I think it was like $35, $40, but it's a piece of junk. So that's kind of why I'm trying to do a like a good, better, best type deal so that people can say, you know, this isn't the best, but at least it's, it's decent. Because I, I personally would rather people... If they're gonna spend their hard earned money, get something that's at least gonna work. Does that make sense? And so that's what I'm trying to do for you guys. That and I, you know, I I'm doing it for myself too because I think it's a lot of fun. You know, I mean it's frustrating. I've been looking for an axe for like three weeks and I've been looking online and all sorts of stuff, just trying to find something that's not over a hundred dollars that could work you know you know you can find axes at like antique shops old axes but they want they want a crap load of money for them because it's this old rusty axe head and you're like really it's an axe head oh yeah but this is from the this is from you know 2000 AD you know this was the first piece of metal ever forged. Ah, shut up it was, Dot. It's probably made in China four years ago, and you just buried it in your backyard and let it rust it out, you know? But sometimes you can come across decent stuff. Sometimes you can find them at garage sales. But for me, how do I put together something like that that says, you know, here's what you can do? You know, it's like, this last week, I went down and bought a, a an auger bit set, and I've always wanted an auger bit set that I can throw in my pack when I'm, like, going out to uh, just go out to bushcrafting, you know? Go out and drop some logs, you know, and drill some holes in the end and notch them together, you know, carve myself some wooden dowels and notch the two logs together, you know, build a little log cabin, that kind of stuff. And I've been trying to find um, these auger bits that have the pipe on the end of them for a fairly decent price. And you can't find them. Man, they're expensive. You You get them with the little uh plastic I mean the the metal pipe on the end of them so you can stick a wooden dowel in there to turn it dude they're expensive I mean I'm seeing them online for 40 bucks per drill bit and it depends on the size of drill bit you know you get a one inch bit you're probably like 50 bucks and so I'm like that's ridiculous so I bought a set of, uh, auger bits. And then, you know, I went out in my shop and I welded some pipe on there and went out and tried it and they didn't work very good. It really sucked. And so I was looking at them going, okay, what do I got to do to make this better? You know, and I started looking at the angle of the cutting edge and it's really almost like a blunt, a, a blunt edge, you know, it's more scraping the wood out versus cutting. And I thought, well, that's really interesting, you know. But I started thinking about it and thinking, it's because that you hook it up to a high-powered drill and it turns really fast. So if it had this really tight cutting edge, you know, a really nice sharp cutting edge, it would probably just bury itself right in the log and it wouldn't be able to cut anything out using a drill. But when you're doing it by hand, you know, hand drilling. You want it to cut because it's just you turning that bit. And so I'm experimenting with those and I've sharpened up a few of them, you know, put them in, you know, got out my grinders and my files and put a nicer edge on them, made it where they actually, you know, it's more like a knife blade versus a a scraping blade on these augers. And we'll see how they go. And if, if, if it works good, Heck, I'm probably going to just put together a set of them, you know, and figure out how much time I have into it and, you know, let you guys get them if you're interested. But that's kind of what's going on with me right now, trying to figure out ways to get you guys gear and women. Don't get me wrong, girls. I know that you, most of you women are more into the outdoors than guys nowadays. It's kind of scary. But anyways... Have a good one. If you guys have any comments, or if you know a good place to buy gear, you know, good quality gear, man, I would love to hear about it. Let me know. You can send me an email at mountainmansurvival32 at gmail.com, and if you've got little tricks and stuff on gear or anything, man, I would love to hear about it. I'd love to share with other people, because... This podcast is about teaching other people, and I do not claim to know anything. I just want to learn. As long as we keep learning, we'll be okay. Jeremiah Richards, Mountain Man Survival. You guys have a wonderful day.